We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Good evening, everybody. What is up? Welcome. It's time once again for the Football Guys Daily Fantasy Hour, all presented by Roto Grinders, the friendly faces of one Dan Bach. We've got the Lee cousins over here, John and Austin, and we're here to talk daily fantasy football for you on this week 13. We thank you so much for checking us out here. If you're new to Roto Grinders from the Football Guys side of things, take a stroll around. Think you'll enjoy what you see. And of course, if you haven't been using football guys, now is always a great time to check them out, especially for our very own John Tip and Picks Lee's Tip and Picks column, which got a little bit of a facelift this last couple weeks, John. So uh, why the change? Explain what's uh, new with the old tips and picks on football guys. It's, uh, I mean, it's somewhat interesting. It's fortuitous for me and apparently fortuitous for the readers because I, uh, two weeks ago, as everybody knows, if you're watching this show uh, every week, you know that we went to uh, to Nashville and my schedule just didn't allow for the normal 6,000 plus words that I, that I tend to write in my, in my article for the past few years. And so I had to kind of condense it, uh, just hit the highlights, uh, threw a few players in, uh, changed the format. And I got some feedback that said, hey, this might be better. And so uh, I put a poll on Twitter. And it was almost a two-to-one two to one majority in favor of the new format. And the truth is, it takes me less time 
uh, because putting all that into uh, text takes a lot of time. So I uh, talked to the, the powers that be, we switched it up and uh, you know, bonus points here. This week, Tips and Picks is actually free to anybody that is uh, an insider on our email list. So check that out for sure. Uh, Austin can confirm, Black Eyed Joe means free on our site this week. Yeah, if it has a little Black Eyed Joe icon next to it, like the ones on our wall behind us, then uh, it's free on our site, uh, footballguys.com slash DFS. There you go. And uh, of course, uh, guys, we've got an exciting week 13. I don't know about you, but uh, I've got got a big tournament ahead of me. You know, finally, you know, I'm not going to I'm not just doing this to toot my own horn, but I set goals before the year starts. And my goal was to get to this live final because I flamed out last year. I flamed out in the uh, in the NBA version and I think the MLB version of this tournament. I always got into the semis but i've never actually been able to get into that top 50 and i accomplished it so i'm going to be going to key west on friday i'm looking forward to it and uh one in a 50 uh shot at 100k so uh i've been concentrating on DraftKings. going to be building one lineup here for you so uh that's that's where my attention is this week i'm excited for it dude you're gonna take it down i'm excited Wish for you luck. Um, yeah. your quarterback will be the difference maker this week. I'm sure of it. You're sh- Gino Smith. Is that what you're implying? <laughs> Ain't nothing but a Gino thing, baby. Ain't nothing but a Gino thing. Yes. <laughs> Old time viewers of this show will get that reference because that's right. For whatever reason, Gino Smith and cash, I thought was a good idea one week last week. And it caused me to go down losers lane, but fortunately uh yours truly selected julio's jones and you know what despite how good of a lineup boston did build he didn't have julio jones so therefore i finally took you down austin i'm not gonna lie even going into those late games i still was a little bit nervous because i was like okay this is good but not great Devonte booker you know give me that touchdown and then took it off the board but uh Hey man, it's about time you take the stroll down here, buddy. Yeah, I uh, I would have really loved it if you had had Julio Jones and I didn't, and I had still uh, taken you down. But uh, alas, would have been the worst. <laughs> alas, this was the week where there was those who had Julio and those who did not, and uh, I did not have Julio in this lineup. So, uh, yep, I'm on losers lane. I had a good run, but uh, my fun is done. But it was a respectable lineup, too. It's not like it was a bad lineup by by any measure. So right. um, better luck in two weeks because John and I get to face off. Here, you, Well, here's the problem, John. And this Pretty is where easy. I'm already I, – I've got – here's the issue. Is, you know, we go back and forth. I solicit you for what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Well, you know I'm only going to be building <laughs> one lineup this week on DraftKings, and that's where we play our loser's lane game. So – Whatever you do, don't torpedo my King of the Beach team for the sake of you not going on loser's lane. Don't give me bad advice. I mean, is the que- I guess the question is, are you going to put your cash game lineup uh, for loser's lane into the King of the Beach, or are you putting your King of the Beach into the loser's lane Dude, lineup? I'm building one <laughs> lineup, and that's it, okay? One all lineup. Right. That's all I'm getting. That's all I'm doing. Concentrate, concentrate. I got uh, But we got to see what Austin decided to come up with uh, this week on Losers Lane. So uh, let's go and see what's in store. Oh, I think we've got 
a Leaf Family Vacation Part 2. Can't wait for it. Check it out. Loser's Lane on the Football Guys Daily Fantasy Hour. And you will find me on Loser's Lane. Because I'm the week's loser. Yes, I'm the real loser. All you other big losers can hail the king. My lineups for dead for the night. When you add up all of those inches, it'll be the difference between winning and losing. This is why this show is like no other in fantasy sports. You don't find that anywhere else. you about what is your favorite part about watching football? My favorite opening kickoff, the last quarter, and the first quarter. If it's like a close game, I don't know who's going to win. If it's so close, yeah, it might be tie, I don't know. It's like build up your excitement. Who wins at the end? How does it work if at the end of the fourth quarter, the teams have the same amount of points? What happens next? They play another quarter. Oh, yeah? What happens there? If they get a tie, they have to play another quarter. Yeah, and then what happens after that? This could, it could go on for days. Yeah, how long has the longest football game ever gone? About a month. About a month? Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of overtime. You know, there's been some quarterbacks who have thought that, that that could happen. What is one of your favorite songs that you want to sing in the car? Let me think. I thought if it's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Yum, 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 itty yum. Let's write a dream. Yum, 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 itty yum. Bring your sour cream. Apparently, it's like a pillow fight, except you wear the pillows on your head. I gotta go pee. What? No. <laughs> We're almost there. We're there. We'll be there in like an hour. <laughs> This is a crisis. <laughs> Aim out the window. No, don't. He'll do it. <laughs> Thanks for the idea, Mom. <laughs> don't you got a cup in here? Ew. <laughs> no peeing out the window. No peeing in any jars. Don't whiz on the electric fence. All right, Austin. All you know, I gotta say a couple of things about your losers lane. Number one is. Uh, that looks like your family road trips look fun. Like when we go on them, it's kids fighting in the back. I'm hungry. Uh, you know, your kids just seemingly like have a good time during the trip. So I'm impressed. Good parenting. Uh, thanks. Uh, you know, there's lots of editing in there. And so uh, I'm glad it appears that way. (laughs) (laughs) And what was the other thing, John? What, What we comment was a taco song, taco dance. Talk, it's raining tacos. I, it's rain, rain on tacos. tacos. Yeah. That's yeah. That may Is not that be like popular. A... Yeah, it, it may not be popular with the adult crowd, but uh, the six-year-olds love it. Uh, Twenty million views on YouTube can't be wrong. That's almost as many as hee-haw. <laughs> I don't think 20 million people ever watched Yeehaw combined. Uh, all right, let's get to football here. We're on week 13, and there's a lot of stuff to go through this week. And uh, we're going to start with our injury update. And we're going to go with the quarterback position here. And obviously some new names going to be under center this week. We've got Geno Smith over Eli Manning. Surprising, but again, I don't think it's overly fantasy relevant this week. But Jimmy Garoppolo getting the start um, – with C.J. Beathard a little bit banged up. We saw him come in the game late last week. 
throw a touchdown. Um, Austin, what's your interest here in Garoppolo in this matchup against Chicago? This implied total is still pretty low, and Chicago's defense is pretty solid here. So I'm not overly excited. I'll have a little bit of exposure in GPPs, but uh, there's another quarterback in the cheap range that I like a little bit more that we'll talk about later in the show. It's not Geno Smith, is it? It is not Geno Smith. Okay, just checking, just checking. Um, John, you agree with Garoppolo? And also, um, you know, we've we've also got the news that Jameis Winston is going to start, uh, or cleared to start. I think he is going to get the start this weekend in Green Bay. Thoughts on both those two guys? Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with uh, Austin on Garoppolo. Uh, it just doesn't look like the spot for him. You know, one of the things that Matt Ryan said when Garoppolo was traded was that it took him almost two years to really kind of embrace and understand Kyle Shanahan's uh, complicated offense. And, um, you know, I, I think what you're going to see is they're going to ease him in and, and build some, some simple plays. It's going to be a lot of Carlos Hyde. And uh, as, as uh, Austin's already pointed out, that implied team total is pretty low. Um, there's probably better places to go this week. Now, with regards to Jameis Winston, he is a guy that I'm interested in because Green Bay, uh, they're, they're kind of a, reverse funnel defense as we say uh they're seventh dvoa against the rush 22nd against the pass uh we saw last sunday night ben roethlisberger just uh tore them apart 351 yards four touchdowns and uh they've allowed 300 or more passing yards to four of their last five quarterbacks the only one they didn't is joe flacco and joe flacco hasn't thrown enough yardage to to make it across the street with Jameis Winston, do you have any concern about him missing two offensive linemen here with center uh, Ali Marpet and the tackle uh, DeMar Dotson sent to IR here? Is that a yeah. concern, especially for deep throws? Absolutely for deep throws. But I mean, is he really a deep throw quarterback? He's, he's a guy who uses the tight end position probably better than any quarterback in the league. Yeah. Uh, if anything, it probably means a lot more of, of those guys, uh, OJ Howard, Cameron Brait, because Cameron Brait's been sleeping uh, since uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's taken over. And, uh, you know, frankly, I don't know what the status on Doug Martin is, but if he's, uh, if he's not playing this week, and I know there's some injury situation with him, uh, uh, that brings in Jaquiz Rogers, Charles Sims, two guys who can catch the ball pretty well as well. So uh, it, it might be a situation where you just have a whole lot of Jameis Winston this week against the secondary that uh, is, is very beatable. Yeah, I think he's interesting in GPPs, especially if you're multi-entering. I mean, if you're firing a single bullet, it'd be tough to get behind Jameis, um, especially he just hasn't looked sharp this year coming off the injury and you talked about the line so uh but if i'm multi-entering he's definitely a guy because he's cheap this week he's not that expensive especially on DraftKings. so uh you can certainly you know spend up at some other positions now jay cutler is going to play this week um against denver and we're also going to have trevor simeon this week play against miami um i'm not gonna lie here fellas John, this line opened up way lighter than I thought it was. It's like 38. I would have pegged it at like 41. Um, Simeon is better than any of the other quarterbacks they've had that they've played this season. Um, and you look at the Denver side, you're going to have no Tlaib. Harris has been banged up. The defense hasn't been that great lately. Um, can you explain this to me? Because I, 
I really thought we'd have a game in the 40s here, and we're at under 40 at like 38. I mean, I think I think there's the, what you're seeing is uh, is respect for the uh, the the Denver defense, right? You've got you've got questions around Miami offense because uh, 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 Damian Williams is out, so there's their primary running back. So you got a backup running back. You've got Jay Cutler coming off of injury, um, and you've got a, a respected Denver defense. Now, I, I'll grant you that they are a little bit banged up, and on the other end, you've got uh, a Denver offense that hasn't done much. So, I mean, I think that I think that the uh, the total seems about right to me. It did jump up to thirty nine today. If that makes you feel any better, but uh, bit. you know, this is this is. I, I mean, I think you're I think you're onto something here. This this guy's in play because Miami's secondary. They, they've given up 10 passing touchdowns over the past three games. Now, those, uh, those two of those quarterbacks were decent in the form of Cam, Cam Newton and Tom Brady. But uh, even uh, Fitzpatrick, he threw for, I believe, two touchdowns against the same secondary. And I believe that was probably his best game in, in the brief time he was around. Then at 4,800 on DraftKings, 6,200 on FanDuel. Yeah, I think he's a GPP player for sure. And more yeah, importantly, and so- I think those receivers you got to look at, uh, both Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are way too cheap on DraftKings. And I agree with you, Dan. I think this is going to be over 39 points. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. Like that, you get the obvious hookup for two receivers who are underpriced this week. And and Simeon, I mean, you looked at his numbers. He's gotten uh, over, I think he's passed like 25 fantasy points three times already this season, or at least 20 fantasy points on DraftKings. And last year, you know, he put up pretty good numbers. So um, I don't know. I think he's kind of interesting at that price point, especially in a week where the value is kind of. So let's get some other positions running back Devontae Freeman. He has cleared concussion protocol. So uh, I guess our days of rostering Tevin Coleman might be scaled back here a little bit, especially when you consider his price has jumped up. But in that Miami game, uh, Kenyon Drake is probably going to get the lion's share of the carries as Damian Williams is doubtful for this game. Austin, you're the, you're the Miami guy. Um, can we trust Drake to, to be – I mean, w- w- I mean, what's our expectations for him here as now the, you know, I don't want to say workhorse, but at least the guy who's going to get the lion's share of the work. Yeah, I don't think you have any concerns about someone else stealing the touches away, and I think the line is close enough. Miami should be able to keep this close enough – that I think Drake is in play as a value guy. Um, I've got one other guy in that price range that I like a little better that I'll talk about later in the show. But uh, Drake is a guy I do like for salary relief this week. Um, do you agree with that one, John? We don't have many other running backs to discuss here uh, on the injury side of things. What do you think of Drake? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with that. It, we do have to say that Denver is the first DBOA against the run. So that is something you have to talk about. The thing is, uh, I think he gets a lot of volume. And for, for the volume versus his price, this is the same argument I made for Joe Mixon last week on the Sunday show on Roto-Grinders. And we saw how that paid off. And, and so, I, you know, I have no issues with it because I think he gets plenty of volume for that, for that price. Uh, all right, wide receivers, Oakland. They're going to be without Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree this week. And, you know, John, this is going to be a big target for value because everybody is under 4K who's probably going to get looks at the wide receiver position this week. How do you kind of rank them? I know it's early in the week. Things can kind of change. We get more clarity on stuff. But uh, what's your feeling on the three wide receivers not named Crabtree and Cooper for Oakland? 
Uh, I think that the three receivers are, it, this is a really interesting dilemma headed into the weekend. It'll be interesting to see, you know, we're always doing this early. So we're kind of the, the first voice, so to speak. Uh, the one that I'm least interested in is the one who I would be most interested in if it weren't for the matchup. And that's Seth Roberts. Uh, Seth Roberts is there, you know, he's a, even with Crabtree and Cooper on the field, he's the guy that a lot of times they, they go to more than you would think in the red zone. But however, He's going up against Dominique Rogers Cromartie, who is the best defensive back on the team remaining. Janoris Jenkins, he struggled late in the season. He's now on the on the uh, IR effective this week, and that means you've got Eli Apple and whoever was not good enough to replace Eli Apple on the other side. Uh, so on the perimeter, I think you got to look at Corderell Patterson and Johnny Holden. And if you give me, if you make me choose between those two, who are similarly priced. I'm going with Patterson because of uh, his track record and his just overall playmaking ability. But we should not sleep on uh, the, the, the bigger name there is Jared Cook against a defense that is entirely susceptible to the tight end position. Yeah, we'll talk about that for sure in the chalk talk. Um, do you view any of these guys as cash game playable though, Austin? No, I think that Seth Roberts would have been if it weren't for the cornerback matchup. But uh no. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mike Williams, uh, he is um, going to be out this week for San Diego. Big favorites, by the way. Like, again, I kind of always have lines in my head on what I think it's going to be. I did not have San Diego as a 14-point favorite. Maybe like eight, nine, maybe 10 wouldn't have shocked me. Two full touchdowns was really shocking to me. And um, – and we'll talk about some players in this game a little bit later, but I wanted to make note of that. That was one that stood out to me uh, a good bit. Sterling Shepard, I think he plays this week. Um, last week was kind of a short week. But again, Geno Smith under center, really going to uh, harm his upside in this matchup. Uh, John, Calvin Benjamin did not uh, practice on Wednesday. I don't think he's going to play this week. And uh, Zay Jones, I, you touted him once this year. Uh, he did score a touchdown last week, but more impressive than that, did you <laughs> see how he stood up? Like the guy, the guy might not be human. Like I'm not joking. Like there might be something crazy about this guy because I don't freaking know how that's possible. Yeah, I, I tweeted that out, I believe, yesterday. So if you if you don't know what we're talking about, head over to my Twitter page uh, at Tip and Pick and just scroll down maybe a half a dozen tweets, and you'll see the the GIF file of him. Uh, missing a pass in the end zone and then walking backwards. It's like a, I don't know, an upside down moonwalk or something. Only it I, looked I, like I, an Austin looked like an Austin losers lane. Like he doctored the video somehow. That's what yeah, it looked like. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. But uh, you know, to the point to your question, uh, you know, you can't ignore him. Uh, he he's got 24 targets over the past three games, and uh, he's got touchdowns in two of them. And he's really not that expensive. He's 4,600 on DraftKings, 4,500 on FanDuel. On, uh, and he's playing against uh, New England in a game script that probably demands they throw the ball quite a bit. Uh, I, I kind of like him this week um, and, and think that, you know, he's coming into his own. Let's not forget, this dude was a heck of a college football player down in East Carolina. Caught a lot of passes, and um, you know I see you smiling, smirking because he played in East Carolina, and you want to you want to poo poo on that, but you know. Uh, well, I mean, you're not you're not hey, doing it, that for Cooper Cup. 
Cooper Cup. Where did he John? Go? I mean, I, I wouldn't smirk if I didn't know you went to East Carolina. <laughs> like, just you had to plug him. Okay, you, you had to get hear, that plug in there. You don't hear me uh, plugging uh, Justin Hardy every week. Uh, this guy. He's, well, he's, I, uh, I'm just happy that uh, that you weren't touting back when David Gerard was playing because you would have been all over David Gerard. I might have been. You know, I I. Uh, you know, going on a tangent here, one day when I was in grad school, David Gerard came up beside me at a golden corral. Oh. <laughs> at a golden oh, corral. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, you just made yourself sound kind of young with that reference. So I'm going to ignore that that ever oh, happened because David yeah. Gerard wasn't that long ago. Like, I would have thought that with, uh, like, Steve DeBerg or Dave Craig or one of those guys. Not <laughs> not necessarily uh, a guy that recent. Um, okay, Austin, getting back to it. Robert Woods last week didn't play, and we saw great performances from Cup and Watkins. Uh, hey, it's similar situation. We're not going to have Robert Woods this week. Uh, but they take on Arizona, and we've got Patrick Peterson. How do you think that matchup kind of shapes out? And we can throw kind of Josh Reynolds into the mix too because he's, you know, got a touchdown last week too. Yeah, I think that Peterson's going to end up shadowing Watkins. This is not a slam dunk call, but that's my hunch here. And so I like Cup this week, uh, perhaps even in a cash game. And then Josh Reynolds I love as a GPP play because he's seeing tons of action here, but I don't quite trust it enough to think cash game for that guy. What do you think, Price John? Went up. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think this is a great spot for, for Reynolds. Uh, Reynolds is a guy we talked about uh, last week, uh, a little bit near the end of the week. Cup's going to go up against, uh, what, what do we call this guy? The prairie dog, the puppy dog? What is it, Tiron Matha? What do they call The it? honey the badger. badger. The honey God, badger. you are... Against... You are the worst, John. <laughs> the, the puppy dog. Is he the fluffy bunny? Oh. Yeah, I knew that. Oh, one. God. <laughs> you know, he's going to go up against the honey badger. And you know what? Uh, in all in all seriousness, uh, Tira Matha has really turned it on in the second part of this year. So you've got uh, Patrick Peterson shadowing Watkins. I'm fairly certain that's going to happen. Probably more certain than, or at least I feel more confident than Austin does. And then out of the slot, you've got Cup against Matha. I think that means a lot of overflow action to uh, to Josh Reynolds. So. Um, don't sleep on him this week. Uh, I think he gets uh, plenty of opportunity in that Robert Woods role once again. All right. Uh, I think this is something we got to discuss here because he's back. Josh Gordon returning for the Browns and he's cheap on DraftKings. I think he's like 4,100. We've got Hugh Jackson saying he's going to play a lot. He's going to play as much as he could possibly play. Um, the guy was a Pro Bowl elite wide receiver even though it was many moons ago and he might've been uh, either drinking or on drugs while he played. Now he's sober. Uh, what do we think of this, John? I mean, can we play Josh Gordon this week? I love the talents. I love his story. I'm rooting for him uh, to the end of the world, but this is not the week to get him into your lineups. I think he's going to be slightly overowned because of the novelty factor, because of recent memory, because people are rooting for him. But the truth is he's going to be running routes from the outside against Casey Hayward. Um, uh, and I'm reading that Casey Hayward's going to be shadowing uh, Corey Coleman. I'm not so sure I buy that. Uh, we'll see. I guess we'll see on Sunday. But even if that is the case, on the other side, Trevor Williams is no slouch. Uh, I, he'll be seeing plenty of him. Uh, I really just don't like this matchup. And then if you add in the fact that Deshaun Kaiser is the one throwing the ball, uh, I think we, we, we let him adjust to uh, NFL action one week and see how he does. And if he blows up, I'm okay with it. 
with Doc. I mean, also, I feel, I feel like, I feel like, you know, game script is going to be in his favor here. I mean, they're two touchdown dogs. I don't think it's impossible he gets a garbage time touchdown here. Uh, I, I don't know if you're a big mass multi-entry guy, but let's say you were going to play, say, 100 lineups because nice round number. How much Josh Gordon would you have in your lineups if you're playing 100? I would say two or three, like not a lot. Like uh, I'd have some, okay. but I think I'd want to be oh. under the field on that. You will be under the field on two or yeah. three out of 100. Right, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get moving here. Uh, again, the only other things to keep our eye on here, Juju Smith-Schuster on Monday Night Football. Uh, Martavis Bryant, pretty good game um, last time out. Greg Olson, probably not going to play this week uh, as well for Carolina. We'll see on that one. And then defensively, Trufant concussion there for Atlanta against Minnesota. That's kind of intriguing with those wide receivers out there in Minnesota. And uh, Marshawn Lattimore, Ken Crawley, you know, banged up secondary there for New Orleans, both limited in practice today, but uh, keep your eye on that as we move closer to this week. Let's get to Chalk Talk and uh, hit up the players who we think might be popular this week, give you some options as well. And we'll start at the quarterback position in Austin. Uh, Man, I mean, we've got a lot of names that we're comfortable with not on this slate. We've got Tom Brady, but he's really expensive. And it might take Johnny Holton in a lineup to make it viable. And I'm not sure I'm comfortable with that. So um, what are you feeling this week at quarterback? Uh, I think if you're going to get Tom Brady, you might actually have a, a better shot getting him on DraftKings. His price is, I think, considerably lower, uh, even comparing the pricing differences on the sites. But uh, I'm probably looking at guys like Philip Rivers on DraftKings at 7,000 feels like a safe-ish kind of play. And then Russell Wilson at 8,200 over on FanDuel because you can include that Sunday night game. Those are probably the two guys I'm looking at. But uh, if I can get to Brady that's where I would go. John, what's your feeling here? I mean, Rivers, I think, does kind of stand out uh, like a sore thumb here, but they're also, you know, he's not going to be in catch-up mode here against the Browns, but he might be the reason for that. Your thoughts on him and and just the position in general. I think it's a tough week at QB. Really tough week. You know, I, I looked at this uh, yesterday and I threw it out to some of the guys behind the scenes of football guys. So what do you think the chalk is going to be? Because I, I really could not figure out what the chalk was going to be the best the best example I could come up with was Cam Newton I thought maybe he had some good value in a potential shootout with uh, New Orleans but you know there's a lot of questions about New Orleans we've already talked about their secondary it looks like those guys are coming back this week and we know New Orleans likes to run the ball now so you know there are a lot of questions there and then uh, looking at all the, the quote good value we're looking at names like Blaine Gabbert Alex Smith yeah. Bortles. I mean, those are the quote best value on the week and on a point per dollar basis. And that's really discouraging. Um, I kind of agree with, with uh, Austin. I think that if I can get rivers into my lineups, that's the guy I want because uh, Cleveland has been pretty bad against the quarterback. They've been really tough up front. And uh, this might be a situation where they just uh, throw the ball in a, in a bunch of mismatches outside of uh, Jason McCourty, who's their only good defensive back. Yeah, what do you think of Tyrod this week, though? Uh, he is in, you know, a very favorable game script, likely playing from behind uh, against New England. Fifty four hundred on DraftKings. I mean, that's a pretty big savings off of, you know, uh, what you're paying even for Philip Rivers at seven K. 
Uh, we know the floor he has as a runner. Any interest there, John? Yeah, I, I can get behind that. I mean, 5,400 for him. Uh, we've, we've seen, uh, what, 35 rushing yards from him pretty much every week. Uh, the only issue with him is you've got that, uh, I won't call him an idiot coach. I think the idiot coach is uh, New York Giants uh, McAdoo, but uh, the other McDermott's, uh, I'm not really sure why he sat him in the first place, to be quite honest. So uh, there is a risk there. If he, if he starts off and throws two picks, he could very well be sat down uh, watching no from way. the sidelines. Uh, no chance. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, they're in the playoff hunt. They put this guy in and they threw five interceptions and about a half of football. They're not putting him back in. There's no chance of that. None. I didn't think there I'm was a telling. chance in the first place. They didn't, they shouldn't have done it in the first place. If they did it once, why not do it again? They're not going <laughs> to do it. Um, uh, you know, let, let's talk about Alex Smith here because I think it can segue into the running back spot too, because Alex Smith for the first eight weeks was like an MVP arguable favorite. Like his numbers were incredible and now regression is hit. And this offense has taken a huge step back to the point where like people are asking for Patrick Mahomes to potentially play. Andy Reid says, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and then we've also seen this have an effect on Kareem Hunt. What do you think this week, Austin of Kansas city against New Jersey? And I mean, let's face it. They don't, you know, they've got a pretty, a pretty big core, a pretty small core of players that are fantasy viable. Any chance they break out of it this week? What do you think? Uh, this offense seems really out of sync. Um, I mean, they faced some teams they should have rolled up a lot of points on with Dallas and the Giants and even Buffalo here, and they <laughs> haven't pulled it together. So I don't think you can look at this matchup and go, oh, it's the Jets. This is the time to recover. Like, they've had a chance to recover for a few weeks now. Uh, I don't like Alex Smith this week. Um, yeah, I'd rather move a little bit up and pay for, like, Jared Goff or somebody like that that I feel a little bit more confident in than going with this offense, even though what, the matchup seems good. What about Hunt this week? Uh, Any ch- I mean, you, you, you've come on here back-to-back weeks and said – bounce back player of the week right Kareem Hunt nope I'm done off I'm off he's burned me two weeks in a row as my bounce back player I'm off Hunt I'm gone (laughs) it's the week it's the week yeah yeah Um, you should put him in that king of the beach lineup yeah uh yeah DraftKings. yeah okay I I probably won't um (laughs) but at running back this week you know we've got Todd I think Todd Gurley's the high-end choice that's going to be chalky here yeah um but we've also got Leonard Fournette against Indianapolis. I live in Jacksville. I hear a lot of sports talk radio um, about the Jags. Tom Coughlin in particular this week had a big charity thing going on, and he's been all over the airwaves. And he has stressed this week that, you know what, we need to get back to what we do best, and that's run the football. I think he was so frustrated to see last week how few opportunities Fournette had. And I know, you know, John, that like, they could easily throw on this secondary it's lousy but I think they also know like you know what we can control the line of scrimmage we know our defense is going to do their jobs it feels like there's a good chance like Fournette even though he's not cheap he's not underpriced could get like 25 carries and go for like 125 and two like that would not shock me this week uh it wouldn't shock me either uh you know this is a defense that's allowing um, by my count, the sixth most fantasy points uh, on DraftKings scoring system 
per or six most in the NFL behind names uh, like the, the 49ers, the Rams, the Bills. These are all teams that we target every week. And just below that, we're looking at Indianapolis. Uh, and as you said, I mean, it, Fournette is a guy who generally gets fed the ball. And if you're telling me you're hearing that down in Jacksonville this week, I'm all for it. I think uh, his price has dropped to a point where he's uh, he's affordable. He's 7,800. It's not uh, that's not prohibited when we talk about guys like uh, McCoy last week, who I think was 8,500, and Le'Veon Bell. He's he's out of the stratosphere at 9,000. So yeah, I can get behind that, uh, especially um, with the uh, with the implied game script. That what are they nine and a half point favorites? So he should be fed the ball deep in the game to uh, to run clock as well. The problem for me with Fournette is that uh, I'm probably not going to get Fournette and Gurley in a cash game lineup, and I'm not going to choose Fournette over Gurley. Uh, so he's more of a GPP pivot for me than he is a guy that I'm going to be pumping into cash lineups, I believe. Just Geno Smith, baby. Geno Smith. <laughs> there you go. Right back to it. Um, in the middle tier here, though, I think we got a lot of options at running back. Uh, you know, Carlos, Carlos Hyde takes on Chicago, and – his ceiling has been not great this year, Austin, but the floor is probably about as high as almost any running back it feels in the league because he had like 13 targets, I think, or so last week. Yeah. Um, not the best matchup versus Chicago, and I'm a little bit worried about whether or not Garoppolo is going to check down the same way Beathard did. And that's the big catch. I mean, Hyde has, he's averaging nine targets per game over the last five games, so he's getting lots a passing game action, but that is with his old quarterback. I don't think he's going to see quite that volume with Garoppolo. Um, but with that kind of usage, you have to consider him for GPPs. I do not have him in cash lineups. Uh, John, on the other side, Jordan Howard. What do we think of him against San Francisco? 6,500 on DraftKings, 7,500 on FanDuel. Um, you know, full point PPR. Do we play him at 6.5? I don't think so. Uh, and it pains me to say that, uh, you know, the, the game script looks right. The matchup looks right, but you really have to start looking at snap counts here. Since Benny Cunningham came back, his number of counts that he's seen has dropped uh, each week. I think he's down to like less than half of the uh, snaps now. So unless they jump out to an early lead and that's very possible, um, you, you, you almost have to avoid him, especially in full PPR because he's not a guy that's going to be involved in the, uh, in the passing game. I think, I think on, uh, on FanDuel, he's probably still in play, but I, I wouldn't do it in, uh, in, in uh, full PPR format. I disagree, and here's why. Because I think that Benny Cunningham has been used a lot more because they've been playing from behind a lot the past few weeks, him being the passing down back. I think against San Francisco, they're going to be playing from ahead, and I think Howard has a lot of action in this game. I like him a lot this week. Yeah, I think they can be playing from ahead, but I'm not like completely. This is Mitch Trubisky and the Bears here we're talking about. This isn't uh, a juggernaut. We've got Garoppolo in there. I, I don't know. Like, I'm really on the fence with with him. One guy who I'm not on the fence with, I think Jamal Williams this week on DraftKings is going to be extremely chalky. Uh, doesn't look like Ty Montgomery is going to play. And this matchup versus Tampa, he should be able to eat there. Uh, my question, though, is uh, if you're looking at New England running back, is it Burkhead? Or is it Deion Lewis for you? Start with you, Austin. It's Deion Lewis. I think that uh, he's going to see more touches here. Buffalo's terrible against the run. The game script plays into it. I think Lewis is going to see the most action here. 
You agree, John? Because Burkhead, I mean, he's actually the Mike Gillisley now of this team. Like they get to the goal line, he's the one who's going to get the ball and he's still doing stuff in the passing game. He's a little bit more expensive though. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually was going to say Lewis, so I'm not going to change it up based on what you yeah. just said. Uh, I'll dig a bit deeper as we enter the weekend, but as of now, if you made me make a lineup up, it would be with, uh, with Lewis, uh, because he's the between the tackle guys and, um, you know, he's still getting, uh, you know, I'm looking at the snap counts. He's still out snapping, um, Burkhead, uh, last week was the same, but prior to that, he was out, out snapping him. So I'm going with Lewis here, but I, I reserve the right to change and check out my article for my final decision because one of them will be in it. Well said. Uh, let's get to wide receivers here. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's too cheap on DraftKings at 7.3 versus Tennessee. He should be able to uh, dominate these guys, even with Tom Savage, who's pretty mediocre, but maybe starting to get a little bit more confidence under center. So love him this week. He's actually a guy I'm locking into my, my lineup this week. So uh, to you other 49 competitors, you'll, I'm going to have him in my lineup. There you go. I'll lock that in. Um, Julio went bonkers last week, but now he gets Xavier Rhodes, who is a top corner, um, 8.6 on both sites. He and Keenan Allen is really kind of jumped up in salary. John, I don't, you know, you're not playing both those guys. If you're picking one, is it Julio or Allen for you this week? Um, for me, I think it's, I think it's Allen. I, and I, I might be in the minority there. I, I know um, some folks, I might even be in our show sheet saying that Xavier Rhodes uh, got beaten last week. I, I don't think it's Xavier Rhodes, the type of guy you want to pick on too often. Julio Jones coming off of that huge week. He was one of my favorite plays. He was the guy I think I called out on this show as a bounce back candidate. Um, you know, his ownership is going to be high recency bias. I would rather go with Keenan Allen in, in this, uh, in this spot. Uh, I'm going to give you another, who do you like better? Demarius or Sanders five, three, four, nine on DraftKings Austin. It's, uh, I think it's, it's an interesting choice here this week. Yeah, it's close, but I'm going, uh, Demarius Thomas. Reason? Uh, because he generally sees more action from Simeon. And I like their connection better than uh, his connection with Sanders. Yeah, Sanders a little banged up potentially too. But um, yeah, I, that's one of those things where you're building multiple lineups. Get a little bit of both those guys because it's, it's always hard to differentiate. Uh, and then lastly, um, I personally feel Deshaun Jackson feels a little too cheap against the Packers this week. 4-7 on DraftKings, 6-2 on FanDuel. And uh, at wide receiver, John, uh, back to my Jaguars, D.D. Westbrook got 10 targets last week. Uh, but I think we also need to realize, like, Marquise Lee had Patrick Peterson on him. He's not going to have him on him this week. Yeah, I'm, I, I, let's save this for a little bit later because I might have some more things to say about this. But uh, I do believe you're, uh, you're on to something here. All right. Well, we've got to get moving. Uh, tight end, Jared Cook, talked about a little bit earlier. I think he is the biggest beneficiary of these wide receivers not playing who cares that big burn couldn't get a catch last week versus the giants. I mean, this week hook's going to get 10 targets. Look for him to have a big game. Uh, Kelsey. Um, I've been looking at his game logs here, Austin. He has a bad game. He usually bounces back pretty well. The next week gets the jets this week. Um, I know you don't like Alex Smith. Uh, any chance we get Kelsey in a bounce back spot here, or do you just say, give me Gronk, give me the Gronk smash. I'm in cash games. I'm going to be looking at cook uh, pretty heavily here, but uh, I'd rather go up to Gronk if I'm paying up at tight end. I mean, sure. I'll have Kelsey in some GPP lineups, but uh, 
you know, Kelsey's kind of this in-between guy that I'd rather not go with. Uh, thoughts on Hunter Henry real quick, John. Another guy I'm looking at, I think, might uh, be a good pivot off of Cook, especially on DraftKings, because Cook on FanDuel is a lock and load. You just don't even think about it. He's too cheap. But on DraftKings, he's a little bit more pricey. Um, I think Henry could, Henry could be a good pivot. Yeah, I, I like him this week. Obviously, the matchup is pristine against the uh, the Browns, who don't defend the position well. And Henry's coming off of a, a pretty decent week last week, five catches, uh, 71 yards, and he finally got in the end zone for the first time in forever. And uh, he's got back-to-back weeks with with five targets. Uh, he could definitely get five targets or more against a, uh, a Browns defense that tends to bleed points to the position. Uh, and if you need a sub-3K crapper, O.J. Howard this week, I don't hate uh, I know Cameron Brait has been the apple of Jameis's eye, but uh, sometimes, John, I know you've used that sub 3K tight end crapper strategy before, and it pays off. I don't think it's possible he finds the end zone this week. It's one of my favorite things on DraftKings. It's one of the, I, I used to love it on Draft Street when they would give one of these guys that you could uh, find some value and spend up elsewhere on somebody you really felt confident in. So don't be afraid of doing that if you feel confident. Stop aging yourself. Nobody knows about Draft Street who watches the show anymore. Come on. Come I love Draft Street. Two QBs. Uh, of course we, we all we all did, but you know, geez, these young bucks, they have no idea. They're like, huh? What is that? Confusing them. Uh all right. Uh defensive special teams. I mean, Jags and Chargers, I think, are the plays this week, fellas. Uh, any disagreement there? No. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> There we go. Very well done. John, let's get to uh, – let's quickly get game flows here real quick. Um, give me a game or two that you're, that you're kind of interested in on the game flow side of things. I mean, obviously, the, the New England-Buffalo uh, games got one of the higher team totals uh, or game totals on the week, 48.5 points. The thing that stood out to me when I looked at this, uh, the New England Patriots' um, second um, fastest offense in neutral situations, and Buffalo is actually sixth. So they're running a fairly quick offense. Um, and, uh, you know, overall, it's fourth and second. So you can you can predict a lot of plays here, a lot of back and forth. And, uh, you know, another thing that stood out to me is New England's first overall, first, the fastest offense overall when they're playing with a seven-point lead. And if you think about that, that's kind of counterintuitive, right? Because a lot of teams, when they get ahead, they kind of slow down to try to milk that clock. And New England hasn't done that this year. So I feel fairly confident in thinking that they're going to keep the pace of the game going fairly quickly. And uh, I think we would, we would both, or we would all agree that uh, they're probably going to build a lead against this Buffalo team. So there's going to be a lot of plays, a lot of things to, to like about this game from a fantasy perspective. So uh, that's one that stood out to me. And then just quickly Cleveland and the chargers Cleveland, um, obviously they're third overall because they're always trailing. I mean, they haven't won a game all season, and uh, the Chargers, surprisingly, like the, uh, the Patriots, they're fourth overall in terms of speed with a seven-point uh, seven lead. So if they get ahead, they still run fairly quickly. They're going to force Cleveland to run a lot of plays. I'm not so sure that favors Cleveland because I, I really like this Chargers defense, as you guys both know. But uh, it does favor uh, Phillip Rivers and his ability to, to rack up some points uh, deep in the game. All right. Well, let's segue that into the wide receiver cornerback matchups, which is also another segment where we hand it off to the former professor, current scientist, John Tippin Pickley. 
Yeah, so one of my favorite matchups this week, Rashard Matthews should return to the slot position there in Tennessee. He's going up against Kareem Jackson. Kareem Jackson's been horrid out of the uh, uh, cornerback position this season. 84th out of 86 overall pro football focus. 631 uh, receiving yards allowed while in coverage, which is the absolute worst in the NFL. And uh, it hasn't gotten any better recently. Over the past five weeks, he's allowed 305 yards in coverage, which is the worst in the league as well. He's targeted every five coverage snaps, 118 QB rating. I could go on and on and on. This is a great spot for Richard Matthews. Recency bias, he hasn't been on the field for a while. I think his ownership will be low, but I really like his upside in this matchup. Adam Thielen against Brian Poole there in Atlanta. Brian Poole's a guy who's been beaten time and time again. He's, uh, he's allowed the second most yards after the catch uh, this season uh, behind Jamar Taylor there in Cleveland. And um, Adam Thielen, he's fourth in the NFL with yards after the catch uh, from the wide receiver position. I think this is a sneaky spot to get him into your lineups. And uh, while everybody else is playing, paying attention to Desmond Trufant, I really like him there. Yes, go ahead, sir. Any chance, because I like Thielen, but Diggs is a lot cheaper than he is. Is there going to be any – I mean, where does this matchup stand in terms of – Pool versus Thielen, Pool versus Diggs. Could it be like a 50-50? He, he, he is on, you know, the, each guy half the time because price-wise, Thielen's just way up there where Diggs on DraftKings yeah. is like low 6Ks this week. Diggs runs 25% out of the, route, uh, out of the slots and uh, Thielen's 55% out of the slot. And I think those numbers are a little bit skewed from the time when, uh, when Thielen – or excuse me, Diggs was not playing. He got moved to the outside. So I suspect you'll see a lot more of Thielen on pool. That said, Desmond Trufant's not playing in this game. So it's not like uh, Diggs is going to see a whole lot of him. But that's, you know, we're, we're talking game strategy here. I think Thielen is the smarter GPP play, A, because of the matchup, B, because a lot of people are going to do exactly what you said and say, well, I can have one of these receivers. I'll take the cheaper guy who's, uh, who's the number one receiver. And I'm looking at our preliminary um, ownership projections, which I really have not uh, reviewed at all. Thielen is at 11% and Diggs is at 7%. So those are some. That's uh, that. Yeah. I'll, I'll get with buzzard on that one. I don't, I don't see that, uh, that these are on Wednesday nights. So we give them a little bit this early in the week. Of course. Of course. Yeah. They tend to uh, solidify their uh, deeper on Saturday. Um, I know we're, we're getting close on time here, so uh, I'll give you uh, one more. I think A.J. Green, uh, Monday night football. If you're playing the Monday night slate or the Thursday night slate, get A.J. Green into your lineups against Artie Burns. This Pittsburgh Steelers secondary is a fraud, and I'm saying this up front. I, I've been saying it all season, but they just haven't faced a quarterback that's been able to exploit them. More recently, they've given up like 400 yards uh, passing to, uh, to Matt Stafford but didn't give up a touchdown. Last week, we saw Brett Hundley exploit them on a couple deep plays. I think that this is a week where A.J. Green could really have a nice game against Artie Burns, who, uh, who's been beaten easily over the past five games, 132 quarterback rating. In terms of guys you want to avoid, uh, I think Austin said it earlier, Patrick Peterson will be shadowing Sammy Watkins. I think this is a week where you do not want to go after him. Last week, we saw what he did to Marquise Lee. Marquise Lee, did he even catch a pass last week against uh, – no, he, he caught one pass – and that one pass was not well. Patrick Peterson was on him. Mike Wallace will get shadow coverage from Darius Slay. His worst game of the season was last week. That was four catches for 59 yards. 
And then lastly, uh, Chris Harris, you watch his, watch his uh, situation with regards to injury, but um, he's been the best in the NFL over the past month. And uh, he'll go up against Jarvis Landry, who's been red hot with Jay Cutler. So uh, those are guys I'm looking at maybe avoiding this week. All right, let's get to fool's gold. Bounce back. Uh, Austin, okay, you've already promised us you're not taking Kareem Hunt this week. So uh, who are you looking at as your bounce back? And then give us the fool's gold. Who's gonna, Who's the guy that we should maybe avoid that uh, some people are considering? Sure. I've already pumped him up a little bit, but Jordan Howard versus San Francisco is my bounce back play this week. Uh, More importantly, my fool's gold this week. If you're digging for a cheaper running back, Alex Collins is a guy that I do not like against Detroit this week. Uh, He's gotten touchdowns in back-to-back games, which I think is going to draw some people to him. Uh, But Danny Woodhead's snap percentage keeps increasing at the expense of Alex Collins. Uh, I think that continues in this game, and I don't like leaning on that Alex Collins uh, touchdown scoring uh, this week. So I'm going to be fading him. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mike Evans as my bounce back here against Green Bay. Really like his price on DraftKings. Uh, that secondary has been very susceptible. I think the the offensive line being banged up worries me a little bit, but the targets have been there, and you know. I, He's going to score a touchdown this week. I just really think it's going to happen. Uh, Jameis Winston being back under center, I don't think hurts his cause at all. So I like Mike Evans, especially at the price discount. And my uh, fool's gold this week, and it's kind of scary to say it because he's been a stud, but Alvin Kamara. Uh, I cannot pay that price on Alvin Kamara this week. The touches are just not there. He's still in a timeshare, and he's not going to continue to have like 12 yards per reception and uh, be able to score like multiple touchdowns every week. It's not happening. So uh, I'm off him this week completely. John, fool's gold, bounce back. What you got? Uh, Fool's gold, I think that Robbie Anderson's a guy we want to avoid this week. Uh, The matchup is actually pretty good against Kansas City, who's been fairly friendly to the wide receiver position. But uh, Robbie Anderson's been, uh, you know, while you're talking about Alvin Kamara, why why not talk about Robbie Anderson and the efficiency he's shown? 23 catches over the past, uh, I believe it was four games, or maybe it's five games. Over five games, he has 25, 23 catches. That's uh, just over four catches a game, and he has six touchdowns over that period of time. Um, his price is going up, uh, and his ownership is actually going to be inflated because of the efficiency that he's shown. Uh, again, looking at Buzzer's projections, he's got him as a top 10 receiver in terms of ownership this week. I think I'm going to get away from him. Uh, uh, in this matchup. In terms of bounce back, I told you I'd come back to this earlier. I really like Marquise Lee this week against Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis, 28th DVOA against the uh, the pass. They're fairly decent against the rush, 13th overall. Patrick Peterson shut him down last week, and Westbrook received 10 targets. So all through the community this week, you're going to hear everybody talking about D.D. Westbrook and the playmaker that he is. And, you know, he, and, and he's deserving of all of those uh, accolades. The truth is Marquise Lee is still the wide receiver one in this offense. Recency bias is going to keep him low. And there are subpar defensive backs on the perimeter there. Kenny Moore and Pierre Desir. Pierre Desir has been one of the worst cornerbacks in the league in the second half of the season. And I think Marquise Lee bounces back at low ownership this week. Um, at a very fair price. Assuming Leonard Fournette doesn't run for two touchdowns first and they just hammer that running game. Uh, (laughs) Rapid fire, who you got? Austin, 
favorite GPP quarterback under 6K on DraftKings. What you got? I mentioned this earlier. Uh, Josh McCown is my guy that I like for GPPs under that price. Oh, interesting. John, I'm going to give you this one. Uh, Green Bay wide receiver with the highest expected point per dollar this week on DraftKings. Who is it? Adams at 6'5", Jordy at 4'4", or Cobb at 3'9", against those pitiful, pitiful Tampa Bay Buccaneers corners. You know, it's got to happen sooner or later. The talent is there. They, you know, you got to be thinking they're working on this in Green Bay. It's going to be Jordy Nelson. Who's it going to be, Austin? Adams. At point per dollar. At point per dollar, even point per dollar. Yeah, it was a tough call between Adams and Cobb, but Nelson was not even a consideration. Okay. Wow. Uh, we'll remember this next I mean, week. <laughs> 4.4 for Jordy Nelson. What, what world are we living in? Didn't think we'd ever see that. Yeah. But uh, but we got to get out of here. Uh, we thank you so much for giving us a watch uh, here again. Uh, the Roto-Grinders Daily Fan... Or fan uh, the Football Guys Daily Fantasy Hours presented by Roto-Grinders. John column find it over there at tips and picks austin he's got his normalized strength of schedule tool over at football guys and uh you know what i'll be back here uh once again next week you can find my content all week long here at and if you're not a premium subscriber give the seven day free trial a work hey you get nfl if you want to grind nba you can get that as well but uh after us today we've got the pick six you've got silva you got reeves you got crane down lots of great content all week long and uh guys good luck to you in your contest man and good luck to you in the king of the beach wear some sunscreen though you know you gotta watch that noggin brother (laughs) i will i definitely do getting this thing sunburned is like the worst thing you can do you don't (laughs) want a peeling balding head that's not good but uh we'll catch up on how that works out and uh we'll see you next week here from football guys from rotogrinders.com have a good week everybody 